Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, MJ Wuayu, with Scott and Steven. We got a spicy episode for you today. And of course, started in our month of December, which is actually we're rolling up on week 14, right? Is this week 14? Oh my goodness, the last week before playoffs. Everybody, this is your last chance to make that push, get that waiver wire pickup, um, and get into the playoffs. And to kick this off, we're going to start off with our icebreaker, which is our favorite Christmas song. Mine is going to be Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Um, because I think that was one too many Jingle Bells. Hey, it, it, I'm just full of a ton of spirit today um with december rolling in um if you didn't know um i am filipino and if you don't know what filipinos do they sing karaoke and my family used to make me sing jingle bell rock all the freaking time and ironically i didn't hate it i actually really sing i sing the song all the time whenever i think about christmas so who's up next is, is that the hall notes version that you prefer oh n- no it is the uh Pure as, pure as butter. Regular plain plain Jane. <laughs> the OG. OG. I, I, I thought Hall Notes was the OG. I could be wrong though. No, no I don't no. think so. Traditional okay. yeah. Bell Rock. So someone looked that up. Anyways, I'll go. So mine is uh not a traditional Christmas song. Mine is uh, actually pretty modern. Um I would say it came out within the last decade or so, but it's uh Coldplay's Christmas Lights and I, I like this song a lot because it tells a story, man. It's realistic. So most of your Christmas songs out there are happy and joyous. And uh, but this song is realistic, okay? Because not every Christmas is a happy time for people. Uh, so just talking through some of these lyrics right now, Christmas night, another fight, tears we cried, a flood, got all kinds of poison in my blood. So it's it's about a guy who's just gotten into a fight with a girl he loves. Um, and he's gone out and, you know, he's drinking away his sorrows. Um, he's, he's out walking around in the snow and, you know, he knows he's really messed up this time. Um, and eventually you get to the second part of the song. They do this really awesome thing where like, it's really kind of melancholy at the beginning. And then the music changes um, and it becomes a little happy towards the end. And, and that's when he sees Christmas lights and it basically um, it instills hope in him. It, it, realize he realizes that there's still hope out there for him to make it up to his girl and uh he, he believes that the christmas lights can help bring her back to him um so yeah i think it's a really pretty christmas song uh it's it's a lot more realistic in my opinion and i don't know i love listening to it every year hmm okay steven yeah, I, I really love being pick. bummed out around the holidays. So that was a, a great, great pick. I respect Scott. that pick. Um, I do love Cole Clay, so I can't hit on it that much. But uh, my song is uh, also a little known song by a pretty relatively young up and coming artist, uh, Mariah Carey. And the song is All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, talking about songs that are joyous crowd bangers i mean how can you not get hyped for christmas when this song comes on it is an all-time hit 
it is mm. should be on everyone's Mount Rushmore of Christmas songs, and it absolutely just makes me happy for the holiday. So that's it. I'm so I don't know if it's out. Mount Rushmore. I was gonna say thank you, MJ. It's a little burnt out. Um, I I would like uh, honorable mention here. Uh, Josh Groban has a couple of really good ones. His little drummer boy. <laughs> his little drummer boy rendition is fantastic. There's a little duet action in there, and there's some bagpipes. If you have not heard the Josh Groban version of Little Drummer Boy, you got to listen to that too. So you got the hype version over here with me, and then you got the falling asleep kind of songs with Scott. Sorry, I like good music, and not every song has to be like upbeat, Joyous super fast, like sitting in a, a bar partying, okay? You can sit <laughs> by a fireplace and enjoy music too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuning in, I did not expect this to be our he most heated debate uh, out of the all all what 16 or 15 episodes that we've had so far <laughs> but with that we'll go ahead and move on to our next segment which is our week 13 recap and what a personally what a crappy week 13 uh a bunch of players of mine got injured but they're uh, i think scott scott you actually made it to the playoffs uh in one of our home leagues well, not quite. So I control my own destiny. Um, I, I did beat you, which I needed to. I had to beat you. Um, but I still have to win this week. So I'm in a oh, weird man. situation, like many of you probably are, where I'm sitting here at six and seven. If I win, I'm in because I've scored a ton of points and nobody can beat me as far as the tiebreaker points go. The guy above me already has seven wins, so I can't surpass him. I could only tie him and then beat him by points. However, the two teams below me at seven and eight are playing each other this week. So one of them is guaranteed to win and be seven and seven. So I have to win to get the tiebreaker by points. Like it's winning in, it's losing them out. Uh, high stakes, everybody. Everybody's in a high stake, adrenaline pumping mode right now. So hopefully we can help you out this week. Um, but let's go ahead, go over week 13. We're going to start out with the Eagles versus the Titans. AJ Brown revenge game, um, which ultimately... It didn't cause this, but of course, the Titans GM was fired uh, earlier this afternoon. What are some of the, the standouts for this game? Jalen Hurts, who continues to be, oh man, a standout, uh, 380 yards passing, uh, three touchdowns, um, didn't do much on the ground, but he did all that work last week, right? Um, he did get one rushing touchdown, Miles Sanders with 24 yards and a TD. A.J. Brown with 119 yards, two touchdowns, and Devonta Smith with 102 for one. And the Titans just look like a hot mess, especially rolling into you know these last couple of weeks. Henry's been looking mortal, even though I felt like he was a big pickup for us. Um, any comments on this game, you guys? Yeah, I would say this one was uh, pretty huge for our matchup that we had because I had Jalen Hurts and you had A.J. Brown, and it started out with the big touchdown. Yeah, it started out with a big touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a Devontae Smith game. We're going to get all these points from Hurts, and A.J. Brown is going to be quiet. And then, you know, two back-to-back -back touchdowns to A.J. Brown. I was like, dang it. And so early game, you know, it didn't ultimately decide our matchup, but it was pretty crazy watching the back and forth with both those players being on our teams. Oh, yeah. I'm, of course, Hurts with the four total touchdowns. Just insanity. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to our next one, which is the Vikings and the Jets. Um, 
the Vikings ultimately coming out with a win with 27 to 22, although the Jets had plenty of, well, they had two drives at the end there and Braxton Berrios dropping the game winning touchdown on fourth and fourth and goal. I mean, sheesh, Mike White getting it together after starting out with an INT, uh, 369, two INTs of the day uh, for the winners. Kirk Cousins, 173, a touchdown. Cook, Dalvin Cook with 86 yards and a TD. Gosh, Alexander Madison vulturing up one. And Justin Jefferson lucking out, pulling one out for the uh, for everyone expecting him to, getting 45 and one touchdown. Yes, I know I had, I had my own share. But I think one of the biggest stories here is Garrett Money Wilson uh, going eight for 162, no touchdowns, but really cementing himself as the alpha there over for the Jets. Uh, I mean, Stephen, do, do the Jets, do they not stink? I mean, I guess we keep talking about this, but they're seven to five now. Uh, are you, are these, is this a team that you're going to want to start drafting players from next year? I definitely think it's possible. I don't want to give too much away, but I do have a question <laughs> for someone later in the show. Um, but I do think it's really cool to to see Zonovan Knight come in and just do a really good job the past oh, couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, Garrett Wilson obviously killing it. And Mike White showing that he can be a real quarterback, and I definitely want him to stay as that starting QB, and I'm fine if Zach Wilson never starts another game in the NFL. But, um, yeah, I all, all that to say – I definitely do think that the Jets will be a thing in the future. Um, and I'm not against dropping from them after this year. Oh, yeah. Um, big moves. I mean, you'd assume after uh, many years of getting a top three draft pick that you'd start turning around somewhere, right? Eventually. <laughs> okay, great. Our next game, everybody, is the Saints versus the Bucks. Uh, honestly, yeah. Uh, if we're being totally honest here, a totally abysmal three quarters up until the end uh, where we finally started seeing some action. The Bucks getting the W here with a couple of Tom Brady, old school Tom Brady, well, I guess, and current school Tom Brady last minute drives here, getting 14 points in that fourth quarter. Um, Brady, of course, going for 281, two touchdowns, one INT. Rashad White getting the game-winning uh, reception touchdown, 41 yards. And Kay Dotton getting one of those touchdowns, too, for 28-1. and one. Uh, He was actually the highest-scoring tight end this week, if you guys didn't know. Crazy. I think he only had about 15 PPR points. Uh, just tells you how bad uh, tight end is this, this uh, year. And the Saints not really getting anything going. Taysom Hill getting a 30-yard touchdown. And Kamara just going for 12-26. I mean, he has faced the best, I'd say arguably some of the top rushing defenses the past couple of weeks. Do you guys think he turns it around here? I mean, to finish out the year, season? I sure hope so. So the one league that I am in the playoffs already in, uh -huh. I'm a Kamara owner. Oh. I, I drafted him uh, uh, as my second pick. Um and yeah, started out disappointing. Then went on that four-game hot streak, and now he's been on another four-game cool streak. Uh, don't love it. I watched the Monday night game. Didn't like how much Mark Ingram was getting into the game. Um, yes, they were up, uh, so maybe that had something to do with it. But he just not—he has not looked like his former self. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, 
if you are in the plans at this point, your options are probably slim as far as being able to replace him. Um, I would say this game in general was super boring, like you mentioned. If you fell asleep, uh, you know, anywhere from the first quarter to the third quarter, I don't blame you whatsoever. Being a Monday night, probably have to get up for work for the next day. Um, the fourth quarter was where all the action was with Tom Brady's comeback. It was pretty exciting to watch and see. He actually scored three touchdowns. The second uh, was called back because of a holding penalty. It would have gone to Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. And, then yeah. he, and then he still scored with a passing touchdown to Rashad White there at the end. So, um, you know, fourth quarter Tom, baby. If, if, you don't, if you don't make the game a runaway before the fourth quarter, do not give that man the ball. Like He's, he's going to make it a game. Yeah, old Tom is three and one since uh, since his divorce, so looks like he's, you know, fully invested in his true love. The shout old, out, yeah, shout out, <laughs> Tomothy. Um, our next game here and our last game we're going to recap uh, was my pers- one of my personal favorite games of the week, which was the Chiefs versus the Bengals. And man, oh man, this continues to be. A great series. Joe Burrow going for 286, two touchdowns. P. Ryan is just killing it in PPR leagues. I mean, 106 rush yards, 49 uh, reception yards. Uh, T. Higgins getting a touchdown, and Joe Burrow getting a, rush, a rushing touchdown um, himself. Uh, and of course, they're one of their back backups backup running backs uh chris evans getting reception touchdown as well the chiefs of course look great uh they just didn't have the time at the end uh or the opportunity mahomes getting 223 for one touchdown pacheco getting going for 66 and one touchdown as well uh and jarek mckinnon kit mckinnon excuse me getting a reception touchdown oh i'm sorry mahomes going went for that superman uh rush touchdown as well i have a fun fact for you guys um well, two actually, the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three times this calendar year. This calendar year, which is insane, and the Mahomes is zero three against the Burrow-led Bengals. Um, do we think this is going to be a rematch in the uh, potentially in the AFC Finals? Huge potential, yeah. Obviously, Chiefs. I think sitting at the two seed right now mm-hmm. and the Bengals five seed five or six um so there's definitely yeah definitely the opportunity that they would meet and i mean honestly i think this is apart from chiefs bills i think chiefs Bengals would be the one everyone wants to see a repeat from oh yeah 2021 but uh yeah i mean the, the Bengals are getting hot at the right time and they have all of the pieces um to, to be there at the end. So I still think ultimately the chiefs are the team I would take just because I'm going with my homes till the end of time. But, uh, but yeah, the Bengals are for real. Yeah, I would second that. I would say, uh, going into, or in, in the last playoffs when the, um, uh, Bengals knocked off the chiefs, uh, leading up to that, the bills had already fallen out of it and everybody was kind of disappointed that, the Bills Chiefs game wasn't the actual AFC championship, just, you know, how the pyramid structure, uh, or sorry, the um, tournament structure played out and ended up being a uh, divisional matchup instead of a championship matchup. But, you know, I think people would be super happy if it's Chiefs Bills or Chiefs Bengals in the championship game this year. I think those are definitely the best three teams um, 
right now. Just they, they all passed the eye test. Um, I don't know what it is. I think the Bengals just have the Chiefs number at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. Know, did miss a 50-plus yard field goal. Um, I know because I have Bucker in three of my four leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't have made a difference in any of them, thank God. But, um, yeah, if, if they make that field goal and tie it, you know, we're looking at an overtime matchup here, which would have been pretty sweet. Uh, I would say talking about P. Ryan, so going into the Bengals' by. This was right after Mixon had a 50-plus game. Uh, I traded for Mixon from Steven in our redraft league because uh, I just wanted a consistent top 10 running back. Uh, I paid uh, a ransom for him. He's gotten me a solid 7.7 points spent <laughs> in three weeks. Luckily, I was smart enough to pick up P. Ryan as soon as the Mixon injury happened, and I've been playing P. Ryan with Mixon having the concussion the past two weeks, and – been a solid plug and play he's definitely kept me in it because I've, I've had to win the last two weeks and i gotta win this week to get in man man has been performing uh great great job for everyone or anyone who's been able to pick him up and spot start him um well i think steven uh, i'm sorry scott you wanted to give a update for the your boys right yeah i did so uh mj normally runs the whole recap i wanted to give a quick shout out to the dallas cowboys uh, if you guys watched this game on Sunday night, it was competitive through three quarters. Dallas was up 21 to 19 going into the fourth. 21 to 19. I'm just going to say that again because the final score was 54 to 19. Yes, the Cowboys scored 33 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Complete defensive massacre. It was amazing to watch as a Cowboys fan. Loved every second of it. Uh, just have to give a huge shout out because that was a fun game to watch if you were a Dallas Cowboys fan. And Micah Parsons just continuing to build on his resume for Defensive Player of the Year. Jeez, I mean, he's just, I can't say anything better about him or more. Uh, But with that, we'll go ahead, switch off into our next segment, which is the Flex Dungeon and your keeper of the Flex Dungeon. Uh, Steve, what you got for us? Let's get into the Flex Dungeon, guys. So it's been a bit since we have done this segment. So just as a reminder, we're talking about guys that are kind of outside that RB1, RB2, wide receiver 1, wide receiver 2 range. So they're on the Flex Appeal radar. Um, and got one guy that we want to bring into the Flex Dungeon, so some guy that is flexible that we want in our lineup, and another guy that we do not want in our lineup. So I'll go ahead and start. And the guy that I am bringing into my flex dungeon is none other than Mike Evans. Um, This is a guy who's normally an easy top 20 pick. So really not someone who's usually on the flex radar, but he has just not connected with Brady lately. has not had any big games. He's not getting those touchdowns. Um, So I really just think this is a get right game. There were uh, the bucks are playing the 49ers who are giving up the 10th most points a game to wide receivers and again i think brady's going to try to get it to evans and uh, get that chemistry back again who i am leaving out of my flex dungeon sadly who has been hot lately is rookie zonovan knight um strictly because the jets are going against the bills 10th fewest points given up to running backs in the season obviously i don't see the jets (laughs) gonna gonna have a chance to be ahead i think they'll be playing from behind 
And I think that they're going to have to have old Mike, Mike White slinging the ball near the end of the game. So I just don't think that Knight will uh, will have a lot of opportunities to rush. So for that reason, I'm leaving him out of my dungeon. Um, and Scott, who you have? So I'll start with who I'm bringing into my flex dungeon. Uh, this name might surprise a few people, but I'm bringing in Cam Akers this week. Uh, hmm. He's coming off an 18.5 fantasy point game that's 17 rush attempts 60 yards and two tutties against the second rank uh sorry the 31st ranked run defense seattle seahawks they're going up against the 26th ranked run defense las vegas raiders this thursday evening and i think he's going to pretty much be the offense for the rams um if you haven't heard the news just dropped this evening so it'll be old news by the time you listen to this podcast but Baker Mayfield just got picked up by the Rams. And so it's going to be either Wolford or Mayfield starting for the Rams at quarterback. I don't think a lot's going to get done in the passing game. This offense, if they're going to do anything, it's going to have to run through the run game. And that's going to be Cam Akers, who I am stiff arming from my flex dungeon this week is Leonard Fournette. Not only has Rashad White come on in recent weeks, and arguably it's now running back by committee uh, at a minimum, they're also playing the toughest run defense in the San Francisco 49ers this week, the number Great. one run defense in the league. Don't want anything to do about that. If you've got another option besides Leonard Fournette, put in that other option. It's not going to be a great week for either Tampa running back. MJ? Okay, so mm, the player I'm going ahead and shoving in my flex dungeon is going to be Thielen, Adam Thielen, the touchdown culture um if there's one thing we know about detroit it's their defense that sucks and it's always going to be the fact of the matter that they're going to more than likely going to be in shootouts right um i really think that with akuda potentially or you know being worked up on jefferson or double teams triple teams whatever coverage they send i really think the is just going to be able to eat up jefferson's going to have his I know that is a fact, but I Dalen's going to be underneath and vulturing up those touchdowns. Um, the person I'm keeping out of my flex dungeon this week is DJ Moore, who's being paired up against Tariq Woolen from the Seattle Seahawks. If you didn't know, well, Seattle's defense has actually been on the rise. Um, but Tariq, who was just recently acquired in this draft, has been up for, I'd, I'd say, uh, Rookie Def Defensive Player of the Year, other than um, Sauce Gardner, who's another one of my favorite players currently. But Tariq's just been an absolute standout. I think he'll ma be matched up on DJ. This is going to be a difficult game um, for the uh, for the Panthers, so I'm going to keep him far away from my dungeon. It's a great pick, MJ. Yeah, I think uh, apart from the matchup, the consistency just hasn't been there. So True. I, uh, not ready to trust him again yet. So love the pick and let's turn it over to you with on the clock. It's actually going to be me this week, Scott with on the clock. MJ is going to take our MFK segment here in a little bit, but I've got some juicy questions for you guys tonight. And uh, we'll start with Steven's question. So Steven, I'm going to give you some stats. Uh, this is James Cook first, 14 rush attempts, 64 yards, six targets, six receptions, 41 yards, 13.5 fantasy points in half-point PPR in week 13. Devin Singletary, 
13 rush attempts, 51 yards, a rushing touchdown, two targets, no receptions, 11.1 fantasy points, and half point PPR. As the Devin Singletary owner in both our redraft and dynasty league, how worried are you about James Cook, based on his performance in week 13, taking over the backfield, or at least eating into Singletary's workload for this for this season? Will it, and will it be Cooks, Singletary's, or running back by committee rest of the season? I'll give you 45 seconds on the clock. So I actually have him in two redraft leagues, so not only ours, but one other, plus our dynasty league, so I have Singletary in three leagues. Um, yeah, I'm definitely scared that James Cook is going to be taking over part of this backfield. They have a pretty good matchups down the stretch, especially in the fantasy playoffs. So I still think Singletary is going to get plenty of work. I don't think Cook is just going to completely overtake him. But I do think it's going to be more of what we saw last game where it's going to be a split um, as far as carries go. So probably a maybe a solid flex play still, but not RB2 territory anymore. Okay. Didn't need the full time there, but solid answer. We'll move over to MJ's on the clock. Uh, similarly, I've got a question about a player that you own. Okay. As the Lamar Jackson owner oh, in no. our redraft and dynasty league, how worried are you about his injury going into the fantasy playoffs? And do you trust him if he's questionable? I'll give you 30 seconds. Uh, mm. uh, how worried am I? Uh, yes, I'm actually a little bit worried. Why? Because I would... You would hope one of your best players, if not your best player, is 100% as soon as the fantasy playoffs start. And, you know, all respect to him. I hope he recovers greatly, recovers well. Now, I... I... Uh, gosh, this is... I'm sorry. This has got me completely stricken up. I'm... I, I think he'll be able to play. I have to start him. You can't sit Lamar. That's all I have to say about that. I... If you didn't know, Lamar got injured for me this week and just killed me just killed me i'm mentally broken because of it yeah so, so for for our listeners out there uh mj's matchup with me he had the option to play justin fields over lamar and of course justin fields put up a solid 22 fantasy points to lamar's one point whatever he got before he got hurt um it wouldn't have made a difference had he started justin fields so you know, MJ can sleep at night with with that because the decision wouldn't have ultimately mattered. Uh, and luckily, he has that option in our redraft league. But many people out there, if you have Lamar, he's probably your only quarterback. Um, so, you know, keep up to date on this injury. Uh, don't let it fall off your plate. Um, you might have to make a big decision come come game time as to whether or not you're going to play him or, you know, pick up what you can on the waiver wire. Uh and with that, we are going to move over to MJ for MFK. Um, great set of questions. Sorry, I had a mental break there, Scott. Um, <laughs> fantasy tends to do that to me. Um, but I still love it. I still love it. So for this MFK, I'm doing the RB touchdown monsters this year. Um, of course the man leading the charge, Jamal Williams. Austin Eckler. Oh, I'm sorry. Jamal Williams with 14 touchdowns on the year. Um, and these two running backs have 12. Eckler, Austin Eckler, and Nicholas Chubb. Um, who'd like to go first? I'll take it. Um, okay. 
I think it's pretty easy for me. I'm going to take Austin Eckler as my Mary. Um, he's just got that huge pass catching upside. I think the Chargers are are fighting for their playoff lives right now, and Austin Eckler has got to show up for them. A uh, little bit tougher here, but I, I simply for the reason that I have to kill the one I'm going to kill, I'm going to have to friends with Benchafitz, this guy, and that's going to be Nick Chubb. Um, I think this offense is going to be on the rise with Watson coming back. Uh, I, I still think Nick Chubb is going to play a huge part in that. Um, a lot of play action and just a lot of awesome runs from him to open up uh, passes from Watson. Um, and ultimately, I'm friends with Benjamin Nick Chubb, though, because I have to kill Jamal Williams. And it's not that Jamal Williams hasn't been phenomenal this year. It's that DeAndre Swift is pretty healthy again. And DeAndre Swift is the alpha number one running back in this offense. Um, yes, Williams probably still going to get a lot of the goal line work, but Swift is probably going to be the guy as long as he stays healthy moving forward, which ultimately hurts Williams' value. And so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to kill Jamal Williams. Steven? Yeah, I think I'm probably going to agree across the board with Scott, starting with Jamal Williams. Uh, similar reason, I think we've seen that DeAndre Swift is probably coming back in to be that alpha running back one. So I think he's going to get a lot more touches, and they may plug him in closer to the goal line uh, more than they have been earlier in their year. So going to kill Jamal Williams. Uh, and then, yeah, friends with Venture Fitz, Nick Chubb. I think it's probably more than anything. I like his matchups a little less than Eckler's down the stretch. Again, they're pretty similar, but Eckler also has the pass-catching ability. He's mm -hmm. going to be Herbert's primary or secondary target in the passing game. So for that reason, um, we'll marry Eckler. And he's just a beautiful man. Um, Amen. And then I will be friends with benefits with Nick Chubb. Um, yeah, I cross the board. Um, as much as I love Jamal, who... Jeez, has just been having a honestly, he's been having the um James Conner year. James Conner year. Uh finishing a lot of these plays, which matter of fact, I actually saw this uh other fun fact. I believe ASB has six one yard line stops this year. I'm pretty sure. ASB and uh St. Brown. Where, where he's tackled at the one yard yeah, line. Yeah, tackled at the one yard up. line. Well, he that leads. Would, that would make sense. He he leads the NFL in in that stat, which was which blew my mind. Imagine the amount of points that he could have at this point. Um, but yes, Austin Eckler is the offense for the San Diego Chargers, especially with their current wide receiver injury woes. Yes, Keenan Allen's coming back, but. Those checkdowns are all going to go to Eckler. Those are extra points, and he's just been eating it up. Last week was a down down week for him. Um, friends with Ben Fitz, Nicholas Chubb, the passing game is just going to open up the running game for him, even though I really think they could have used him more in, in their win against Houston. Uh, I, I mean, even though their defense scored 30 points, they didn't really need him to, but he would have had such a bigger day had he um, needed to be called on. And sorry, Jamal, you'll have to be killed. Um, who'd like to go next? I'll take it next. Nice, um, steve -o. I got a nice group of Kansas City Chiefs today. Of course. Um, 
we got three receivers specifically from the Chiefs. We got Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. And this is specifically wanting the answers for Dynasty format only. Hmm. So we got Juju, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. Scott, who do you have? Yeah, I'm glad you picked on me first because I was like, I- I'm going to take this. Um, and, and this is uh, extremely biased of me, but uh, I'm marrying my boy Sky Moore. Uh, I've got him on in the dynasty leagues on my taxi squad. Um, you know, I, he needs a little bit of time. Um, I think he's improved over the years. If he can stop fumbling the football, I think he's going to be a great wide receiver. I'm, I'm marrying my boy Sky Moore. I think I would have to friends with Bench Fitz, Kadarius Tony. I think he's just a better athlete of the two, and he's younger than Juju. Um, and it's not that Juju's bad or anything. I think I just like the younger guys better for dynasty. They're going to last longer. Um, I think Juju is is peaking. Um, and, uh, I think the other guys just have the longevity and, and the youthfulness remaining. So I'd have to kill Juju. I like it. MJ, who do you got? Yeah, I, mm, strictly speaking, dynasty, I'll have, I'll, I'll have to say Juju. And main reason why is I feel like Juju will be more consistent over the other two currently. If I mean, of course, they only signed him to a one-year contract, right? But prior to his injury, I felt like he was the guy that Mahomes would look after Kelsey. Now, Tony has a big play ability, and as much as I love him, and love watching him play. I just feel like he's just, he really is just one of those players who will consistently get caught by the injury bug. And maybe it's because I'm a little salty because I have been personally burned by him this year, but I will have to honestly kill Tony. Um, and friends with Ben Shafitz sky, because I really do think that this kid, um, has the ability and can show up in the future. Um, good one. This was a good one, Steven. I honestly thought it might be too easy for you guys. So I'm kind of shocked that more is on no one's deathbed because I am definitely killing more and putting him in the coffin. That's okay. Um, I, I mean, I get that he's a rookie, but he's barely on the field. He's barely getting targeted. And it's not like these other two guys are significantly older. So for that reason, killing more. Um, I'm actually going to marry Tony. He, you know, as MG said, he, he's got hit by the injury bug time and again. So it's scary. But if he can stay on the field, dude is a monster. He is scary. And if he is, ultimately becomes Patrick Mahomes' number one guy, the, I mean, it's limitless potential. So going to marry Tony. And then going to friends with Bench of Fitz, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, actually have him on my dynasty team. And unfortunately, he's been injured as of late. But he was Patrick Mahomes' number one target. And I think that he hopefully will be down the stretch as well. So definitely would still have him on my team. Um, great round of picks there, guys. Scott, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, I'll wrap us up with a few ways that we could prepare our Christmas Eve dinner uh, first, we're talking about the number 11th ranked running back in half point PPR, Dalvin Cook. So you can uh, you can cook the food. We'll talk about the number 13 ranked running back in half point PPR, 
uh, talking about Joe mixing, going to mixing up that food, mixing up that salad. And last but not least, if you don't want to cook on uh, Thanksgiving Eve or uh, on Christmas Eve, excuse me, that's that's totally fine because you can go on out to KFC and you could have the colonel talking about Miles Sanders here. Get you some chicken. Number 12 running back and half one PBR on the year. So we have the 11th, 12th, and 13th ranked running backs on the year. Cook, Sanders, Mixon, MFK. Um, Steven, I'll go first if you don't mind. <laughs> Please. Listen, I'm going to have to marry Dalvin Cook. If you watch this past game, and my main concern, because I own him in, in redraft, a couple of redraft leagues, is his schedule. It looks a little bit tough. It really does. But against his reasonably a good New York Jets defense, rush defense, man, he was shoving it down their throat. And what what happened was I, I, I you got a chance to see what will happen if their coverage, uh, all these receivers are getting covered. The Vikings are just going to run it. And Cook's got it. I'm sad that Madison vultured up that touchdown, but you know what? Cook's going to, he still got his. So I'm going to have to marry him. My friends with Benchafitz, is going to have to be Miles Sanders. Um, Sanders behind that line um, is tied actually in rushing touchdowns with Hertz, who, yeah, he'll, he'll split some of those. But when he pops, when he pops, he's been getting upwards, of course, I think with a three-touchdown game a bit ago. Um, behind a great offensive line, I'll have to friends with Bench Fitz him. Mixon, there's one main reason why I'm having to kill Mixon and it was it was because Samash P. Ryan just looked better. I mean to me. I mean he he the past couple weeks he's actually looked like an excellent uh dump off option. And yes, Mixon had a f- 50 point week. Um but actually as Scott said in uh when that happened, that's not gonna happen again. So that's my MK. Man, MJ, I almost yelled at you for not killing Miles Sanders. I honestly was going to start off my spiel by saying Miles Sanders doesn't even mean he shouldn't even be in the same breath as these other two guys. But But he he was thrown in there. After what you said and after looking at Joe Mixon's fantasy playoff schedule, he plays the Bucks, giving up the third fewest, the Patriots giving up the second fewest and the Bills giving up the 10th fewest. So with all that in mind, I think I'm going to kill Joe Mixon. Um, Again, MJ really helped switch my mind a little bit there. So thank you. I'm going to shockingly friends with Betcha Fitz, Miles Sanders, purely because the Eagles have less scary matchups, mainly with the Bears and the Saints. They do play the Cowboys, but um, the other two, I think they're going to be up ahead. So Sanders is going to be running the ball a lot. Um, and then easy easy for Dalvin Cook as the Mary. Um, pretty easy fantasy playoff schedule for running backs. Um, and he's just, I think, the most reliable of these three guys right now. So Mary Cook, friends with Betcha Sanders, and Kill Mixon. Yeah, not not buying what you guys are throwing down <laughs> whatsoever. Um, the reason Sanders is in this breath of air, like I said, this is the number 11, 12th, and 13th ranked running backs on the season. So Sanders is right there between the two of them. Uh, but I'm killing him. Listen, <gasps> Jalen Hurts 
is the running game in that offense. Sanders occasionally comes in and vultures him on the uh, 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 in the red zone, which is unfortunate. Um, but let's not forget they have uh, Gainwell, uh, and they also have Boston Scott as well. And you know the Eagles like to change it up every once in a while and throw one of those two guys in there, and, and you never know when that's going to happen. Um, if, I mean, if you have Sanders at this point, you're playing him. You're starting mm-hmm. him in your flex and at, at a minimum. If you have any of these three guys, you're, you're playing them as long as they're healthy. Um, but I'm, I'm killing Miles Sanders because um, I don't know if I'm going to get three touchdown Miles Sanders or uh, five carries for 30 yards Miles Sanders, and and I hate that. Um, I'm friends with bench affecting Dalvin Cook. As MJ mentioned, Madison comes in. He vultures Cook sometimes, um, not to mention – the guy that should be getting all the touchdowns for the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, occasionally gets an end-around handoff in the red zone and scores a touchdown rushing the ball. So uh, Cook, you know, isn't always the guy that's that's going to be running the ball in that offense. He's an awesome athlete. I definitely think he's, uh, you know, at his peak, if not on the other side of his peak at this point. Um, yes, he has a good matchup compared to the others as far as the fantasy playoffs go. And like I said, you're starting all three of these guys, but he's my friends with bench fits. I'm marrying Joe Mixon. Listen, yes, he's not going to have his 50-point game again. As long as he's healthy, as long as he's over the concussion, he's the guy in that offense. Samaji P. Ryan has looked amazing the last two weeks because Mixon hasn't been there. Of course he's looked amazing. Mixon is the guy in that offense, all right? I I don't think it's a running back by committee. I don't think Samaji P. Ryan's done enough to even make it a running back by committee. Mixon is the guy. Joe loves Joe, okay? Grab a cup of Joe and watch the Joe bros just throw down in the end zone. Okay. Joe Mixon is my Mary. Let's go. Which, which one of these guys do you have on your uh, team? I, I I do 100%. As I mentioned earlier, I have Joe Mixon because I traded him for you. And I also have some AGP, Ryan. Okay. Look, it has it has nothing to do with that. I, I think Joe Mixon is the best of those three. I do. The Bengals are the best offense. Or, sorry, they're not the best offense. The Eagles are the best offense, clearly. But Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy running the ball in that offense primarily. Joe Mixon's the guy that's going to be running the ball primarily in the Bengals offense. I have, I have, a, I have a side bet here. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, let's hear. I, it. We I haven't finally, had a side bet in a round. We, we, we have to have one. This I almost never, I almost never make a bet. Okay, but um, mo, more fan, most fantasy points on an equal equal footing. So they both have to play the same amount of games. Uh, P Ryan Mixon. For the remainder of the season? Remainder of the season. You have P. Ryan scoring more points than Mixon from here on out, assuming that they are both healthy and in like so they're, yes, they're healthy, healthy players. Neither one are scratch. Yeah, they play this they play the same games. I'm I'm one hundred percent taking that. <laughs> if Mixon is healthy, Mixon is going to be the guy. So yeah, I, I I'm taking that side bet. Steven, you want in on one of these two sides? So this I, is yeah, remainder of the Remainder of the fantasy season, so weeks 14 through 17. MJ as long telling, as they both play. As, as long, long as they, they both play, play, equal amount of games. MJ is telling me that P. Ryan's going to finish, is going to have more fantasy points weeks 13, 14, sorry, weeks 14, 15, 16, 17 than Joe Mixon. I'm 100% taking Mixon. Yeah, MJ, you uh, you had me with the MFK, but no, I, I okay. definitely have to go with Mixon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go with Mixon. the end of the year. All right, we'll put it down as our seventh side bet of the year. MJ has P. Ryan scoring more P. fantasy Ryan. points. P. Ryan scoring <laughs> more points than Mixon. Weeks 14, 15, 16, 17. 
then uh yeah then joe mixon and steven and i have the opposite this is assuming that they both are healthy and playing um you know what's been a really productive hot take has been and i have to call this out is uh scott's uh call on mccaffrey who hasn't been as consistent since his trade to the 49ers uh we'll see how he finishes though right yeah i appreciate that i like and i do think it's because there's too many mouths to feed uh, we'll caveat that you know they've had quarterback injuries now you know grapple has gone down so i think the offense as a whole is going to take a dip but mm. it just i don't trust a shanahan shanahan again offense man shanahanigans don't trust it man they I, they should just put mccaffrey in his qb right i mean he, he did a pretty good job do it all <laughs> They can sure. do it all. Um, and with that, everybody, we're going to go ahead and transition to Juke Box with Steve-O. Steve-O, what you got for us? Juke. All right, guys. Yeah, let's get into it with Juke Box. I uh, got a couple of great songs today. MJ, starting with you, got a song called Dreamers that I literally just found out about an hour ago. It's uh, one of the official 2022 FIFA World Cup soundtrack songs oh, okay. um, and it's by jungkook and bts um i only listened to like 30 seconds but it seemed pretty good um with that we got a couple of sets of players on teams that are vying for playoff spots so first we got mike white zonovan knight garrett wilson of the new york jets and then we have Ty taylor heineke brian robinson and terry mclaurin of the washington commanders um so which of these sets of dreamers do you want on your team rest of season? Give me the Jets. Get, give, give me the the green dream, right? I think. I I just feel like Heineke's just that bit more inconsistent. Albeit we haven't had a you know I guess a fair range of experience Mike White experiences, but I feel like Zonovan has been a great stand-in for Michael Carter. Uh, um, and Bryce, uh, and Hall, mm -hmm. um, Brees, um, and Wilson just showing out. And I mean, yeah, I right. think if anything, White has the opportunity to be given the volume. Uh, you know, he had 50, 56 pass attempts. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot given, <laughs> you know, the fact that they haven't been able to pass this with Zach Wilson at all, um, or since Flacco. So, yes, I'll have to take. J E T S. Um, give me the Jets. I like it. Is it safe to assume that you're taking them over the Commanders to get a playoff spot as well? Obviously, yes. different divisions, but more likely. Okay. The only listen. The only player that I would even consider for the Commanders, uh, Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Of course, but, he's, he's been doing yes. absolutely astonishing things. I love it. Um. Scott, turning it over to you, um, got a song called Rich Flex by Drake and 21 Savage. Um, maybe you heard it, maybe you haven't, but it's quite popular right now. Um, in the song, it's uh, they say, 21, can you do something for me? So I think you know where this is going. MJ's over here singing it. Um, I appreciate that. But... Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, number 21 for the Dallas Cowboys. Can mm. he do something for you? So, um, of course, we got Tony Pollard, number seven running back on the season in half-point PPR. Zeke at number 23. Of course, taking into account that he's missed two games. Um, Zeke still does have 157 rush attempts compared to Pollard's 148. Um, 
and Pollard's only averaging about three points more a game. So with all that in mind, Houston's giving up the most points to running backs. That's who the Cowboys play this week. Who are you running with this week and after this week? And do you think Pollard is the number one, no question, running back through the end of the year and going into 2023? For that last question, specifically on the Cowboys or in general? Cowboys. Oof. Okay, so a lot to break down here. Um, I think just based on Jerry Jones' hands just being – completely invested in this team and 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 how what he says goes kind of thing. I, I think it's still going to be Zeke getting a ton of touches, even though it should be Pollard. Um, specifically this week against Houston, I, I would play Pollard over Zeke. And I think mm. it's because they want to save Zeke, keep him healthy, because Pollard's technically still number two on the depth chart. Um, and so they'll just let Pollard run up the score. Oh, and he's, excuse me, he, he's also a free agent next year. Yes. So, so going into, uh, I don't know if that was Steven's second or third question about uh, <laughs> next year. Um, I, I'm scared uh, that the Cowboys are going to let Pollard go. And and for that reason, I think Zeke is going to be the guy next year for the Cowboys because I think Pollard's not going to be there, um, even though he should be. And now if Pollard is there next year, he's the running back that I want in fantasy from the Cowboys 100%. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say that I think Pollard maybe has a safer floor through the end of the year, but you're probably right that they're saving Zeke a little bit for the playoffs. Don't want him to get injured. Um, but ultimately he is, I think their starter. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they sign Pollard um, next year and he becomes kind of the go-to going forward, but we shall see. Um, love the answers on the songs. And with that, let's wrap it up with some fantasy flash. Yeah. Week 13 recap of fantasy flash for Thursday night football. We had the bills versus the Patriots Ramondre Stevenson with 54 rushing yards to Josh Allen's 20 MJ, Steven and I all got it right. Our guest Mitchell got it wrong. Sunday, we had the AFC Championship rematch, Chiefs versus Bengals. And between the two quarterbacks, they totaled under 600 passing yards, 509 total. Uh, Steven and I got that right. MJ and Mitchell got that wrong. Monday Night Football, Saints versus Bucks. Chris Godwin with 13 targets to Chris Alave's six targets. MJ, Steven, and Mitchell all got it right. I got it wrong. Let's go, baby. Steven went 3-0. and he needed it. Steven went three and zero. Oh, MJ and I man. went two and one, and Mitchell went one and two. So our current standings in fantasy flash: MJ, number one at twenty fifteen and one. I'm in second, nineteen sixteen and one. Steven, very close third, eighteen seventeen and one. We are all separated by only two games, and our uh, guests out there are five six and one. Uh, since Charlie, our, our guests have kind of gone downhill a little bit on those picks, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Our week 14 questions, Thursday night football. We have the Raiders versus the Rams. And I just, I don't know if the Rams are going to be able to do much in this game. So I actually picked a comparison between two Raiders players. So more fantasy points, Josh Jacobs 
who is the number one running back in fantasy this year, or Devontae Adams, who is the number one wide receiver in fantasy this year. Who do you guys have? Jacobs. More fantasy points. Steven says Jacobs. I said Jacobs before this episode. Who's the who's the matchup against? Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams? More fantasy points. The Los Angeles oh. Rams. Oh, the Rams. Oh, oh, listen. Adams is gonna eat Adams hundred percent. All right. I'm glad you differentiated there. I was gonna have to come up with something different. Uh Sunday night football. We have the Dolphins versus the Chargers. More targets. Tyreek Hill or Keenan Allen? Tyreek. I also I, I also said Hill, so we're we're gonna change this up. You said Tyreek, Steven? Yeah. We're, Easy. We're 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 gonna change this up then because we we're not gonna have a, a repeat. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go. All right. So assuming Jalen Waddle and Mike Williams are both healthy, more targets. Jalen Waddle or Mike Williams? Waddle. Yeah, Waddle. I'd have to say Waddle as well. That was easy. Uh, I, I would also say Waddle. Yeah. Uh, How about, all right. I, I think touchdowns. I think touchdowns would be spicy for those two because Tyreek doesn't normally get touchdowns. But okay. How about how about this? Let's let's change it to an over under for this week. Uh-huh. Over under one and a half touchdowns for Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen combined. Over. Hmm. MJ? Yeah, man. I Over. I actually, unless we're all, right. all going to do the same thing. I'm taking the over, so let's move it to two and a half. Two and a half touchdowns between the two of them. I'm going under. Under. I, I mean, I have to go under there, too. Oh, my gosh. You guys are killing me. All right. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's tough. It, that's tough. That's This is a tough one because. All right. Here we go. Passing touchdowns. Tua versus Herbert. Tua. Herbert. All right. I'm taking Tua as well. Thank we'll God. go with that. Holy smokes. Tough one. Tough that's, one. I know. That's been the, the tightest yet. Uh, it's the first time we've had to like change like eight different times. <laughs> All right. Moving us into Monday night football we have the patriots versus the cardinals this one is actually an over under over under three and a half rushing touchdowns i've got under under three and a half yeah i i had to take the under there man all right move the line to two and a half okay here we go i think this is a bit better i'm still going under patriots and who Cardinals. So, Ramondre Stevenson and James Conner. I'm going under. MJ? I I honestly, I re- two and a half? Is that what the line is? Yep, over under two and a half. I will take over. I will actually, I will actually take the over on that. All right, so this could be either a really good week for MJ or a really bad week for MJ because MJ <laughs> differentiated in all three, and Stephen and I agreed on all three. So I will still be one game up on Stephen regardless of what happens. MJ could run away with it, or he could fall behind by up to two. We will see. 
and we're going to pass it back over to MJ to close this out. Hey, you got to risk it to get the biscuit sometimes. And I feel like that's especially needs to be said for this upcoming week. Um, do your research, everybody. Hopefully we helped you out. Um, and take a risk. You know, At this point in the game, you got to use the people who are going to boom for you, who you think are just going to be outputting that 20 to 30 points has that chance for there. Um, and to all our listeners, thank you so much for your support. Um, if you have anything you want to add or anything that we want, you want us to discuss or talk about, uh, go ahead and shoot us a message. Um, and just, I want to say a big old thank you to everybody. Once again, uh, it's great to be back for another week of fantasy football podcasting after my two week hiatus. Um, and I could not be happier. Uh, Steven, you got anything to say? Yeah, just um, love doing this with you guys, and thanks for all that are out there listening. Let us know if you want to shout out or want to come on the show, and we'd love to have you. Scott? Yep, thanks. Thank you, listeners. We we appreciate you guys so much. Um, we love doing this. We hope you like listening as much uh, as we like recording, um, and, we, and we'd love to have you on a guest, so reach out to us, to one of us, and uh, we'll try and get you on the show. Uh, thanks, everybody. And as always, this was another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Best one yet. <laughs>